1: On the Boss Man Show, friend of the show, Coach Buck Joyner here with me on the Boss Man Show. Coach, how you doing thing in Hampton, Virginia, man?
2: And man, doing well, man. Our students students are getting ready to come back. Some have already started, but we're trying to get ready for the school year, man, and, and try to improve on the season we had last year. So everything going well, the sunshine, and then I woke up. So I'm good.
1: <laughs> no doubt, man. Can you believe you going to your well year you've been the head coach of Hampton, man, after all these years of service at university?
2: Yeah, it's it's been a while. Uh, I guess I guess in my profession, it's probably been two or three lifetimes. But again, man, it, it's it's been a, it's been a blessing and a pleasure all at the same time. You know, with all the things that we've done. I mean, we don't have third conference in five years, so it's been a run.
1: You feel like it's been like, like you said, three different conferences. You feel like it's been like your third different job almost because you know you started to be at the Big South, but now you're in the um, CAA now. Yeah,
2: I mean, it, it, it definitely is. I mean, it's, it's 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 differences to everything and it's levels to everything. Uh, us moving to the CAA is is really moving to a different level. So we've had to approach and do things differently. Uh, last year, uh, we, we took our bumps and bruises, but I, I mean, you know, it, it was part of us as a university and as a program and players and coaches. You know, learning what 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 it takes to be successful in this league. So you know, hopefully we we're beginning and and, and we've started taking those steps.
1: 100%. And, and for you, as you're recruiting, uh, knowing that you're going to make moves, at what point did you start kind of trying to recruit guys to that level of where you're going at? And as you search for young men, if it's what happens about, your culture, what you're looking for in a, in a player? Well, it, I mean, it immediately started, you know, right after this, or during the season and right after the
2: season was over with. Uh, when we announced that we were coming to the Big South, it was probably late January, February, somewhere around there. Uh, you know, you're pretty much lost, you know, a recruiting cycle because at the end of the day, you you, you sign some kids and uh, you, you're you finishing off to get ready for what you were into in the Big South. When we made that announcement, you know, we pretty much had to switch gears really quick. Uh, there were some successes to it with kids like Jordan Nesbitt and, and, and Kyrie Mullen, But you, you lost out on a lot of kids uh, to try to meet that level because because of the late time that you had to try to get in on some of them. Uh, so it started immediately after the season was over with or even a little bit before that while you were while you were in the season last year to try to get the, the talent level that you needed to be successful there. Because, again, the more you move up, the more talent you need to, be, to try to
1: be that way. No doubt. And, and for you, do you feel like with the portal and the, how how things are, the high much level, they, well, they want, like, known commodities to you get your hands on better JUCO kids, better hospital kids, and you usually, whatever, get your hands on because the attention is they want known commodities that, that can plug, plug, and play right away at the high-major level right now. Well, I mean, I, I think
2: what the portal has done is it's cut down on, on – oh, yeah the time that it takes to develop. Sometimes you can get a kid, especially coming from a higher level, or maybe that have more of a, of, a, a, of a chance to play where he was. You know, so you get a situation where you can get a kid that that, that the development time is cut a little bit, that it can help you. But I think what, what, what we lose a lot in the portal is, you know, people at our level or teams and universities at our level, what we're losing, sometimes you're losing a 20-point score. You're losing a 10, 15, 20 point score. And then the guy that you may get in, even though he is coming from a higher level or sometimes an even level or maybe even lower, they weren't as as productive as the kid that you're losing. So you still have to make, you still have to make up that time for development. And I think that does hurt the high school that when you go after some high school kids, because at the end of the day, it takes time to develop them and get them ready. So you try to get something that you can help help yourself a little faster. Uh of course the junior college route has become way more attractive. You know, because, again, you're getting a developed young man that has already played some level of college basketball. So hope, hopefully it helps that turnaround go go faster than, than, than what it would be with your normal high school kids. Now, uh, the one thing the portal has done for us with those high school kids to kind of switch gears a little bit is uh, because of the waiting time, sometimes you can get a kid that, that's better than what you normally think that you could get because he don't want to wait anymore. He don't want to be put in a situation where he's gambling. So he's going to take, you know, what's best for him at that time. But then you have to worry about losing him the next year because he may come and be successful quicker. But again, that that that's the game we are in now, and that's the game that we have to play now.
1: So we got to live by it. And do you feel like once this COVID year kind of faces, you know, all those COVID kids kind of get out of here, that they, they, they'll be kind of more normalized again. Because like you're so old in college basketball right now that you are throwing an 18, 19-year-old kid up. You got some dudes out here 25, 26, 27 grown me, they get some. Like, about <laughs>
2: that Hey, it's it's.
1: Uh, I, I will say it's different,
2: you know, in the least. You know, you got you got some kids and some faces that you've seen that he ain't gone yet. You know, <laughs> you know he's still around. <laughs> you know, but you know, yeah, at the end of the day, it, it's part for the course, man. It, it's where we are and it's what we have to deal with. Uh, I think right now we, we're actually going to a point where those kids are cycling out. You know, because uh, because of the amount of time that that they've been, but I think we've all benefited from it. We've, we've all lost some kids from it. Now. I mean, lost some valuable pieces, uh, but we've all benefited from it too. So again, uh, as that as that cycles out, you know, we we're we just gonna try to to get the guys that we think we need to help us in the CAA right now, uh, and, and try to improve on where we were.
1: Coach, tell us about some some guys this summer who really performed well for you doing workouts as you develop your young men for this upcoming season. If the fall started here really soon, so what's some guys stand up to you this summer as you build your your team for this year? that really got better over this summer period of workouts.
2: Well, you know what, and and, and I'm not going to shy away from that. We had a tough year last year uh, when we jumped into the CAA uh, and and finding out what that league is all about because it's a great league. Uh, but uh, the one thing that I am pleased about. Uh, uh, the first two or three names that jump out jump out at me is one, Kyrie Muller. Uh, he was an all rookie selection for us. Uh, I had to play him at, at six 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 seven. I had to play him at center last year, you know, due to injuries and things like that. But uh, as a true freshman, he came in and he got some valuable minutes and some valuable learning opportunities that I think that he's taken over the summer. He's made a huge jump. Uh, Jordan Nesman, uh transferred from us, uh, transferred from St. Louis uh, to us last year, was actually our leading scorer. You know, uh, went from I think there being a, a third, fourth option to here becoming you know a main option, a one-two option. Uh, you know, he had his ups and downs. Even though he had, a, I thought he had a, a successful statistic year, he had some ups and downs with learning that new role. But over the summer, I, th- I thought he take took the things that he learned from that, and he's going to make a significant jump this year. Uh, Dan Bannister, a, a young man who went from being a, a complimentary player and doing certain things for us to where. You know, it, uh, probably a true small forward, but because of those injuries, and we had to shift Kyrie, we had to play him at a small forward. You know, sometimes center. You know, to be a, uh, to be able to get the the number and the usage of the guys we had. But he's had a a great summer. You know, we watched him grow. Uh, Amir Nesbit, uh, who played uh, for us a little bit, uh, he had he didn't spend as much time with us during the summer, but because he's playing fever basketball with the Virgin Islands. But again, uh, those four guys, and 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 it's, it's 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 probably one or two more, but those four guys. Returning from last year, uh,
1: I saw have a great summer and they, and they made big jumps. With the returns that you have, how much did you this this summer putting in install for the new guys coming in versus just working on their, their game this summer? Uh, you know what well, we took we took the summer to do a few a
2: few different things. One was to get the culture back. Uh, we we made so many moves and we had to do so many things on the run. I felt like we lost a little bit of the culture that we had when we came out of the Miat where we, we were very successful. And then we walked into our first two years in the Big South. We, I mean, we were sitting in a championship game, you know, by our second year in the Big South. Then COVID hit uh, the ne- by the end of that year going into the next year. And then we made these moves last year. You know, I thought we lost some of the culture because we had to try to quickly do things. Quickly get on, you know. You know, they'll learn the new conference, learn the new, you know. So I think those four guys help set the culture for the new guys. And we, and again, I think it was growth, you know, for us as coaches and for those four players. And I think we're pleased with the with the group of guys that we that we're bringing in. You know, we think we're going to be able to make a jump. How significant? I don't know yet, uh, and we'll see. But from what I've seen over the summer and the growth that they've had together, you know, I think we may be able
1: to surprise some people. Talk about having a that strength coach there, man. To Get those young men bigger and faster for this conference who was guys are bigger and more explosive. So talk about getting their bodies right for the conference as well. The CAA.
2: I, you know what I think? Uh that that's probably the one of the biggest pieces. Uh the one thing that I, that 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 we got that we learned quick, you know, in the CAA that that was a physical lead. Uh we was coming out the big south and and in the MEAC, and that I'm not saying this as a knock, this is a truth. We may play it in some games, but you're talking about Thirty free throws, forty free throws, you know all, all those types. When we walked into the CAA, it was it was a man's game. It was a, it was a physical game where you 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 looking six seven minutes left in a ball game and and no nobody's in the one on one, you know. And then you you have to end up teaching your kids to go go. You have to go make tough buckets and you have to do things differently. So the one thing that we had to do was uh. Put ourselves in a situation where i we we put the bulk we put the bulk on our guys so that they can be able to take that pounding you you're playing at a high a high major level of talent you know with some of these with, with these teams in the c a a so all the whole gauntlet comes within that and if you're talking about uh the physical piece the conditioning piece the mental piece all of it changes. So, again, I uh, I, I would applaud our, our strength and conditioning coach. I thought she did a hell of a job, you know, with, with putting weight on these guys and putting them in a situations where they felt comfortable that they could be
1: successful next year. Yeah, because, you know, uh, I remember being at Tennessee State, we had to play through contact. Now, we didn't get calls at the OVC. <laughs> <laughs> right. we, we had to play through that contact because they weren't going to give you anything. So we had, we had to learn how to say, like, like your guys did. We had, we, we did do some practice about, Shoot, breaking backs through contact. We wouldn't get foul calls at the especially on the road. <laughs> so it was like we had to do that for us. So, so your guys go through that, man. I I know what it's all about. Your guys had to get used to for sure.
2: And, and you're talking about teaching a whole different mentality. You know, you had we had not when when I say we had to get the culture back. We also had to change some of that culture. We got to play with a different entali- mentality. I thought a lot of CAA teams with the physicality and the lead, they put us in situations where we were uncomfortable. You know, so we spent the whole summer working on our guys. You know, playing being uncomfortable, playing where you have to make. that. we're not going to put the onus on the referee. Put the onus on getting the bucket. Put the onus on mm-hmm. on being tougher yourselves. Put the put. Uh, you know, let us control more of our outcome than what we expect someone else to. You know, so we we trying to change a whole mentality. You know, and and I thought we had a great summer in doing that. No doubt,
1: you also kind of mentioned one of your players for Virgin Islands. You are going there for, 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 for Virgin Islands. Uh, MC talks about that man. How cool is gonna be to take one of your players back home and get your teenage experience going to the USVI? Hey, you'll need your passport to go there because it's your territory.
2: Hey man, <laughs> well, you know, I think man, we're gonna be we're gonna be in a situation where we're gonna play against you know some uh, some 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 great talent, you know, some talented teams that I think that will get us ready. You know for the CAA, I think us being able to go to the Virgin Islands I think one thing I think a, a lot of people may not notice is that uh one of our largest alumni bases is in the is from the Virgin Islands. and uh so so Hampton has 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 done well with them from from a student you know standpoint and so we, we would get back to a place where we can go and see a lot of our alumni you know uh, on top on top of being able to play against some some top tier talent. Uh, again, we, we last year I think they said at one point we had like the 40th or 44th hardest schedule, you know, in the country. We tried to improve that, you know, uh, a little bit this year, but also play against more comparable people that we think that we're gonna see in the CAA and, and, and the Virgin Islands does that. And you know, I, I think it's a situation too. We 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 want to go sit in the fun in the sun somewhere else too, and be able to, you know, take our players and take our our, our university somewhere where, where they will enjoy. Yeah, but it's a hell of an atmosphere out there, and I'm I'm happy that, that we're going to be a part of it.
1: No, no doubt, I'm asking Coach Joyner about your hometown with the Southern Carolina. I'm going there two weeks for the 10th tournament at Wake Forest. So, tell us about being there around West Salem State and all the history of basketball that's around there, and what that meant to you growing up there, and how it led you to John C. Smith, the player there, and coach there, man.
2: Well, I mean, John C. Smith is, is my alma mater. That's why my, my uncle went there. Uh, that's where he he got his roots, so um, you know, me, me coming, me going back there, playing there and then coaching there for a little while was great. But then to get to Winston-Salem uh, growing up, I, I had a, a unique situation there uh, that, that, that I, understanding a, a, a lot of people and a lot of coaches didn't. I mean, uh, big house games live a couple of houses away from us, uh, you know, you know, it, it's a rich history, rich history. It's a, a, a rich place. My whole, my uncle was there. My father, uh, from uh, being a former coach, you know, he was there. I mean, it's it's it's, it's kind of hard to explain and it's kind of surreal, but it was definitely uh, uh, me going back to Winston and talking about Winston and Charlotte. You know, it's a family affair. You know, it's where we all are. And, and we're proud of the fact that of the legacy that I think as a family, we'd be able to live and been able to build coming from there.
1: I can't wait to go there and visit, man, and see a tennis tournament there at Wake Forest, but also see about Wilson L. State, see the culture of, of how the basketballs so are rich there, man. So I'm looking forward to a trip in a couple of weeks, man. But, uh, Coach, I'll thank you for your time, Coach. I'll be cheering for you this year as always, man. Let's look to you guys in the CAA, man. And get, get, get hope to talk to you down the road. And hopefully, March will to go to a tournament, my brother.
2: Hey, man, we're going to try to make a little history. So next time we talk, hopefully,
1: it's a little different
2: t- style of conversation.
1: Hey, <laughs> right, Coach, be safe, brother. Thanks, brother. All right.
0: BS3 Network, changing the way you watch TV. Yes, BS3 Network, changing the way you watch TV, covering content and hot topics from A to Z, sports, music, society and culture, movie reviews, you name it, we have it. Check it out on bs3network.com or check us out on Roku, BS3 TV on Roku as well as check out your favorite podcast on all podcast platforms or Spreaker.com backslash BS3 Network. You are now tuned to BS3 Network.
1: What's up, good people? BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs. The latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. When the game starts. What's up, family? Jared the Bossman here. You're tuned into the Bossman Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 1055 The King. Get the King out at 105theking.com and The Bossman Show at BossmanShow.com. Hit me up on Instagram, The Bossman Show, Twitter, At Bossman Show, and Facebook, Bossman Show. It's The Bossman on your Radio. Listen to The Boss Man Show with your host, JR. Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM 1010, The King.